Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mitchell drops 40 on the Hawks as they lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And tonight, we had Hawks basketball in Cleveland as the Hawks unfortunately lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers 128 to 105. Behind 40 points from Donovan Mitchell, the Hawks just couldn't get that engine going tonight. This was a tough one, but I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think it's as bad a loss as some people are making it out to, to be. And so I, I, I want to give you a little bit of perspective in this podcast. But um, first things first, let's get rid of some of this housekeeping. Um, a big part of what we do is on social media, so make sure you are. Following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you're following us on all those platforms. Also, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you uh, drop us a five-star rating after you subscribe to really help us out in the podcast community. And we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Make sure you share the show with five or six thousand of your friends <laughs> just play it <laughs> but share the show with 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 a, a fellow hawks lover uh that you may have in your life and we would greatly appreciate it. i mean this is giving tuesday right you know what i mean so uh let's give the, the give the gift of the hawks beat podcast that is the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> all right let's get into it so first things first i want to um just lay out the show. What we're going to do first is uh, I'm going to we're going to go over. Let's see. We'll look at the keys first. We'll look at the keys to the game first. We'll go into the game notes. I only got three quarters of notes. I don't I didn't really take much notes on the fourth quarter. So we'll kind of breeze through that because I really want to get back into um, the keys to the game. And I want to get back into some fan feedback. Fans had a lot to say tonight. So. I really want to spend some time on that and 
um, not just read what you got what you guys have to say, but I kind of want to respond to some of those things that you guys have to say. So um, that's how we're going to break it down tonight. Going into tonight's game, the Hawks were uh, four point underdogs. So if you're into that type of stuff, uh, the Hawks were four point underdogs and they were, of course, without J.J. and the Rooks as far as injuries are concerned. Um, no major injuries for the Cavs. Um, Dean Wade and Ty Jerome were on the list. They were out. But uh, they mainly had all their guys tonight. And so, you know, that that makes a difference. That makes a, a huge difference. But, um, yeah, man. So, before every game, I always tweet out a – I try to tweet out some keys to the game, just some – kind of nuggets that I think the Hawks are going to have to do to um, become victorious in the night. Um, so I'll read the four keys to the game. And then after we do game notes, I'll go back and see if they get a check mark for uh, these keys. First one is rebounding. I said rebounding will be a focus as long as JJ is out. You got to rebound now. Um, Cleveland's got those two bigs down low, so it might could be a problem. <laughs> Key number two, spread the wealth. Hawks are best when five to seven guys are in double figures. <laughs> On to number three, um, win the three-point battle. And number four, I said play a speck of defense. <laughs> we already know that this Hawks team can fill it up offensively. Uh, but they have to just play a little bit of defense, man. Just every once in a while, just play a little bit of defense. So um, going into tonight, the Hawks had a very slim, slim, and I mean slim, <laughs> chance of uh, progressing in the end season tournament. I'm not going to go through all of the ins and outs in the Hawks' final end season record. All you need to know is they're not going on in the tournament. All right. So it would have been nice to go on, but they're not. So we're not going to cry on spilt milk. So um, let's go ahead and get into tonight's game notes. First quarter, um, Hawks actually come out with some good energy, you know, um, for being on the road, for being, you know, kind of up against the eight ball with their guy Jalen Johnson out. Uh, I thought they came out with good energy. Quinn brought um, Bogey and AJ as the first two guys off the bench. And um, maybe we'll do this tomorrow. But we got to have a conversation about AJ. We got to have a conversation about AJ. I'm concerned. Um, tomorrow we're doing our weekly wrap. So maybe we'll just we'll dive into that tomorrow. But AJ and Bogey were the first subs. Uh, Hawks, their first quarter was probably their best quarter as a complete quarter. Um, they actually finished the quarter 33-29. to 29. Um, Donovan Mitchell hits a crazy shot at the end of the quarter, but it was actually a, a tad bit late. But uh, going in, I was like, okay, like DJ's back, right? You know, he puts up eight points in the quarters, three of five. He hits a couple threes. And you're starting to kind of feel good about yourself, right? Wrong. <laughs> the second quarter comes up, man, and, and the Hawks are up by 12. And that was the zenith of the game for the Hawks. Like, that was the pinnacle. That was Moses at the mountaintop. 
that 12-point lead that they had because everything after that was downhill. Jesus, it was downhill. Um, Hawks go up by 12 in that second quarter. I think it was around the middle of the second quarter. And everything after that was just all Cleveland. Like, they, they I think uh, Bob set a stat. Uh, going uh, into the second and into the third, after that 12 uh, point, uh, after the Hawks were up by 12, Cleveland then went on a 31 to 13 run that spanned the uh, kind of the end of the second quarter and into the third quarter. So um, once Cleveland got that lead, it was a wrap. Like they did not give up that lead, and they just. They took control, and they did not give it back. They just didn't give it back. Like, they did not give it back. Um, I will say this. You know, I I will say this. And and if you're looking for silver linings, I guess one silver lining is you can see that this Hawks team has a lot of fight in it. I know, like, that doesn't mean anything for wins and losses. But this team... It's like they fight, man. Like they fight. They just play teams that are better than them. Like they just play with teams that are better than them. Cleveland, man, they have some shooters now. Like they have some legit shooters now, man. Max Strauss and George Niang. Like they got some shooters now. You know, Donovan can shoot. You know, Garland can shoot. Like they have some shooters. And it was a problem all night. Like, it was a problem all night, man. Um, in the third quarter, I was like, I, I made a note. I was like, for all um, the talk of the rebounding, it didn't seem like over, overly, like, egregious to me. Like, the rebounding, at least in the first half. Second half, maybe not. <laughs> but the first half, man, like, you know, Hawks, was they was hanging with them. Like, Cleveland only had 20. Cleveland had 26 rebounds. And the Hawks had 23, right? I mean, they even out-rebounded them on the offensive glass. So as far as, like, the rebounding, like, the stakes weren't that much different in the first half. In the first half. I was like, I made a note that it doesn't seem like it's, like, overtly a lot. But I also made a note saying that I didn't check the numbers, right? So uh, that's kind of what that was. In the third and fourth quarter, I think it kind of stretched out a little bit more it became a little bit more evident that, like, okay, like, these dudes is big. (laughs) Like, these dudes is big. Like, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, like, those are two legit seven-footers. I'm surprised that we didn't see, like, the tandem of Okongwu and Capella. You know, I thought that this might have been a game that you might have seen that combo, but Quinn decided not to do that. So, you know, that's kind of what that was, right? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um... Third quarter, Cleveland was just in cruise control. Like, they were just in cruise control. They started hitting shots, and that is a problem. 
Like, that is a problem because, number one, the Hawks weren't hitting shots, and Cleveland was just doing whatever they want on offense. Like, the defense was, like, how can I – I'm looking for the word to describe the defense. I just feel like bad isn't a good adjective. Like, I just feel like there's another word I should be saying. I don't know. But um, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all, man. Like, and and I don't even know what you expect Quinn to do. I don't know what you expect him to do. I mean, at one point he had a lineup. <laughs> I wrote this down. Let me see if I let me see if at one point he had a lineup of Trey Bogey, Wesley Matthews, Sadiq Bay, and a Kongu. That lineup. Now that was a fourth quarter lineup. That lineup was a turnstile defensively. Like, <laughs> think about this. And, and and this is me acknowledging that Trey's defense has been much improved this year. So let me say that caveat at least. Trey, Bogey, and Bay is just not a good combination. And then you're pairing that with Matthews and a Congo. Matthews is actually like a serviceable defender. He's actually a serviceable defender. But with that lineup, and then you got a small Onyeka Kongu, like, nah. <laughs> nah, man. Like, that ain't it. Like, I don't I don't I don't know like what else you do though. Like, because you're your short bodies, man. You're short bodies. Um let me say this, man. Shout out to Dre Hunter. Shout out to Dre Hunter. Dre's been taking a lot of heat this year. Some of it has been warranted. Some of it just being that he's just going to be the whipping boy now that John Collins is gone. Dre Hunter has been playing like a warrior. He's been playing like a warrior. He dislocates his finger again, comes back into the game. This man is playing out of position. This man is playing more minutes than he usually plays, even though tonight he only played 26 minutes. But he would have played more minutes had he not gotten hurt. I'm pretty sure of it. They're asking this man to do a lot in Jalen Johnson's absence. Like they're asking him to do a lot. And the crazy thing is people be like, yo, well, why don't you just play the four? Like it's easy to say that. But Mans has never played the floor like that. Like, you just can't just be like, oh, you're just going to do this now. Like, you can't just tell a man to just, like, do something that he ain't never done before, like, like on a day-in and day-out basis. He's never been a four like that. Does he have the capability to play a little four? Yeah, he does. A little four. But you want to convert him to a four, like, on a night-in, night-out basis? I don't know, bro. Like, that's a tough task. But he hasn't complained. He was a little frustrated tonight again. Picked up another tech. I'm like, oh, man, like, Dre chirping. Dre, Dre, <laughs> Dre letting the world know what it is. But I just, I just want to say, like, shout out to him, man. He playing like a warrior, man. 18 points tonight. 5 of 12 shooting. 1 of 6. I made all his feet throws. Had four boards. Like, Bro was a warrior, man. He a warrior. He out there sticking seven foot Evan Mobley. <laughs> He's sticking the seven footer. What's he gonna do with that, man? Like, what you want him to do with that? But 
I just, I just, I just thought it needed to be noted. Like he, he was out there being a warrior, man. So, um, it got to a point in the third quarter. The last note I wrote is simply this. I said, you know what? This isn't a bad loss. This is not a bad loss. Now listen to me what I'm saying. Yes, it's bad because you want to win every game. But it's not a bad loss because you lost to a better team. Now that's something a little bit deeper, right? Like that's something a little bit deeper. Can you beat the Cavs? Absolutely. Absolutely you can beat the Cavs. But when it comes down to it, when they're healthy and you have a guy out, you have several guys out, they are the better team. They have better shooters. They have better defenders. They are healthier. And their backcourt outplayed your backcourt. That's I mean, you can't have all of those things happen and expect to win a ball game. You simply can't have it. Trey Young had a, a, a terrible shooting night, 3 of 14. DeJounte hit them points in the first quarter, and that was like, that was a wrap. Like, I guess he figured he was done for the night. <laughs> like, I guess he, he scored eight points in the first quarter, ended up with 13. I, I don't know. I, I, I think the whole, like, the whole sequence is, is, is feeling a little, is feeling a little off. Like, Jalen Johnson means a lot to this team, man. Like, he means a lot to this team. Um... They're going to have to figure it out, man. They they really just are going to have to figure it out. But, again, uh, in the totality of things, this is not a bad loss to me because Cleveland is, is a better team. They were a better team. Uh, they have, you know, they were the better backcourt tonight. And while I ultimately think in a vacuum the Hawks have the best player, singular, I think they have the best player because I think Trey Young's better than Donovan Mitchell. I think he's better than Darius Garland in a vacuum, right? Um, but I think the Cleveland Cavaliers have a better backcourt. Um, you can argue me if you want. That's fine if you don't believe it. But, you know, go pull up the head-to-head. You know, pull up the head-to-head on, on Darius and Donovan versus Trey and DeJounte. And I'm pretty sure the win-losses are going to be in Cleveland's favor. I'm sure that the stats are going to be in Cleveland's favor. But that's neither here nor there. Hawks get the dub. I mean, not get the dub. Hawks get the L, 128-105. Uh, fourth quarter was pretty much just a wash. Qu- Quinn empties the bench with the, like four minutes left. And uh, unfortunately, Cleveland had to keep their starters in there because, you know, they're playing for points. You got to get them points, you know. So um, I thought the coach was kind of really respectful about it. Like, he was like, oh, like, this is what we got to do. It, like, it didn't seem like malicious or anything like that. He was letting the guys in there because they got to get the points, man. Like, that's just what it is, you know. So, um, yeah, man, I have no problem with him leaving the starters in. So, like, I don't I don't feel a way about that. Don't feel a way about that. Let's look at the keys. Let's go back and look at the pregame keys and see how the Hawks did. All right. So, first key, I said rebounding. Um, I said the Hawks got to rebound, man, as far as it's concerned. I said rebounding is going to be a focus as long as long as JJ is out. Hawks ended up getting out rebounded 43 to 30. So in the first half, it wasn't that bad, but the second half, it was like, okay, like y'all really getting out rebounded now. <laughs> like y'all really getting out rebounded. I will say this. Silver lining. 
silver lining, right? So I'm 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 going to try to give you silver linings all night, right? Because I don't want to just leave you hopeless. Silver lining: Hawks had 14 offensive rebounds to Cleveland's 12. So shout out Clint Capella; he had six of them. You know, uh, several of the other guys, I mean, Yeka had two, and Bruno had two, kind of in garbage time. But you know, um, but ultimately, you get out rebounded 43 to 30. And um, that's just not good. Just not good. Got to rebound better. Got to rebound better. Uh, number two. Where did it go? I lost my. Lost my. Oh, there, there we go. Almost. Almost. Minimize my notes. Um, spread the wealth. I said the Hawks are best when you have five to seven guys in double figures, and that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did, and they still lost. <laughs> so here's the thing. When you have five to seven guys in double figures, you got to at least have one or two of them dudes in the 20s. Like, you didn't have nobody score over 20 points. Nobody scored over 20 points. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, Your big three of Trey, DeJounte, Bogey, nobody scored over 20 points. And so while, while, listen, while the seven double figures, seven guys in double figures is good, you need more. Like, you need more. That's not enough firepower for a team as explosive as the Atlanta Hawks. Donovan Mitchell dropped 40 and 11. 40 points, 11 boards, had five assists. I mean, Darius Garland, he had 19 points, eight assists. Like, their backcourt was special. It was special, right? And so um, I know a lot of people feel a way about Trey and DeJounte. You know, what is this thing going to work? A lot of people are ready to pull the plug already. Um, Some people are are in the camp of giving it more time. I am, um, I guess I could say I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I'm still not ready to pronounce a, I'm still not ready to make a, a pronouncement on it yet. I'm still kind of in the middle. I'm still kind of in the middle. I'm really, I'm willing to kind of be patient more than most, because I don't, I don't, I don't fan like a lot of you guys, and that's not anything negative. I just, I just don't, I just don't. So, um, yeah. Um, let's see what other key do I get? Uh, win the three point battle. I said win the three point battle is going to be crucial. Uh, and the Hawks did not do that. Uh, Hawks got up 44 three pointers. 44. They got up a ton of threes. Um, but you shot 29%. You shot 29%. You got them threes up like Quinn Warner. You got them up. You, hit, you can't hit them at 29% clip. Can't do that. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers shot 36% on 13 of 36 shooting. So. Um, better from the three and, uh, I mean, Hey, you, you don't get, you don't, you know, you lost three point battle. Number four, play a speck of defense defense tonight. I just rather not even speak on that. <laughs> I just rather not even speak on it. That's what I think about tonight's defense. That's what I think about tonight's defense. But, um, yeah, yeah. Tough, tough, the uh, tough road to hold tonight defensively. It was just, and and I'm looking at the roster. Like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want Quinn to do? Like, defensively, what is the lineup out there that is like, ooh, that's going to shut him down? Like, I I'm looking at like, I don't know. 
You got Bogey. You got AJ. Anyeka, Wesley Matthews, Trent Forrest, Bruno Fernandez, Garrison Matthews, Patty Mills. Not a lot of line, not a lot of defense in that lineup I just read. Not a lot of de- defense in that roster. All right. Um, let's go to some fan feedback. Let's go to some fan feedback. Enough of the game notes. Uh, Hawks are going to be back at it again on Thursday night, I believe. I believe that is the San Antonio game, but I will definitely go back and check before this episode is over to make sure that I'm giving you the right information. Um, I wanted to go back and I wanted to go over some of this fan feedback because I had some pretty good thoughts and some pretty good questions. I mean, not really questions, just some statements. So I wanted to go over some of these things and kind of uh, interact a little bit with them, interact a little bit with them. Um, All right, here we go. Um, Ice underscore Trey on Twitter says, I know options are limited right now, but they aren't. They weren't when Jalen was playing and he continually ran this awful lineup then too. If they aren't scoring, it's free buckets for the other team. Now, he was responding to a tweet I said about Trey, Bogey, Matthews, Bay, and Akangu being out there all together, which is just a a dumpster fire defensively. And so he was saying, look, man, he was saying Quentin ran that lineup before. Now, he may be right. I'm not saying that he's wrong. I don't necessarily remember a lineup like that being out there. Like those five together. Like I've seen Bogey and Bay out there. But like sometimes they'll throw AJ out there. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Sadiq Bay is like tremendously bad on defense. Like he is tremendously bad. Like if he was a... <laughs> It was a video game. He would have like 25 awareness. Like he, he's jumping from every pump fake and he's on the perimeter. He's getting, it's bad y'all. Like, I don't, I don't know how to tell you like how bad it is. I think tonight folks are starting to kind of understand like how bad he is defensively, but Sadiq Bay is really bad defensively. And, I mean, he brings a lot to the table, a lot of good things to the table. But defensively, nah. (laughs) Rashad365 says, I've never seen a team defense this bad. It's time to blow it up. (laughs) Just terrible effort on both sides of the ball. Thanks for checking in, Rashad. I don't know if I'm ready to blow it up. But I do understand your sentiment, and I think your sentiment is this. I think that you are ready for this team or this management to make some roster changes. And um, I'm not sure if you even know what those are, but I think changes, uh, I think that you feel changes need to be made. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, I'm willing to wait, kind of let it see play. I'm willing. I'm waiting to let it kind of play out a little bit more. But thanks for checking in. I understand your passion, brother. Rashad is very passionate. So you know, he he said he's trying to blow it up, blow that thing up. <laughs> I feel you, bro. Um, Atlanta underscore Monk Monk on Twitter. He says Hawks are small. They need perimeter defenders. 
They need to avoid ISO ball, but do they have the personnel to do that? Good question. Overall, I like how hard they competed to stay in the game. Now, this is a very good um, this is a very good tweet. He's absolutely right on all of these accounts. Hawks are small. They are. <laughs> they need perimeter defenders. They do. <laughs> he said they need to avoid, avoid ISO ball, but do they have the personnel to do that? Great point. Like, do they have the personnel to do what Quinn wants them to do? That is a very important question. This is Quinn's first year. And, like, you know, uh, they they paid some of the guys. You know, Trey got his bread on Yekka. And, um, you know, dudes got paid. But at the end of the day, do they have the personnel to avoid ISO ball? I don't, I don't know. I think that that's a question that is going to have to um be answered as the time goes on and i love what he how he ended he said overall i like how hard they competed to stay in the game look bro like this these dudes is playing hard right they're playing hard that's the crazy part they're just not good defenders like they're playing hard they leave it out there bro like they're frustrated they want to win it's not like they out there just dogging it right so, like, if they was out there and I had a problem with the effort, whew, that would be an issue. And there have been Hawks teams that I've covered where I'm like, oh, man, that effort wasn't good. Like, I thought the effort was good tonight. I just think they can't play defense. And they're small. Like, and it's hard to overcome that. Like, you have to play a perfect team to – you have to play a perfect game to beat – a team like Cleveland, especially when you are shorthanded. Especially when you're shorthanded. Um, my guy DJ Yogi says, can someone give Quinn Snyder measuring tape? <laughs> he said, I really don't understand his matchup strategy. Boy Genius and Landry are killing me right now. Hashtag Tankathon. He said, he also said, can I also say I'm really getting tired of someone disappearing every game. I I feel you. It's like you, you never really have everybody clicking on one cylinder, right? So if, they, if DJ's cooking, Trey's not. If Trey's cooking, DJ's lackluster. Like, it's very rare that you have everybody kind of cooking together, man. That's kind of wild, right? Like. And so when everyone doesn't cook together, it's like, is there a problem with like the synergy? Like, is there a problem with the cohesiveness? You know, um, I don't know. Maybe they just need more time. I will say this. I was listening to Sam Mitchell on NBA radio today. Sam Mitchell, former NBA player, former NBA coach who knows a lot about basketball. He knows a lot about basketball, probably more than any of us can can either dream of, right? So from a man that has been in the league, a man that has seen the league, and now a man that is covering the league. He said this. He said those old veteran teams, he said they don't get started until at least 15 games into the season. He's like, those guys are out of shape. 
He's like they're not in game shape. And so you there's nothing you you can work out over the summer. You can, you know, get weights and do whatever. But there is nothing, there is nothing that simulates game speed in the offseason. So these teams, because the Hawks aren't the only team kind of come stumbling out the gate. You know, a lot of folks are on Golden State and a lot of folks are on, you know, these teams that are kind of, you know, it seems that they're not getting uh, off to a fast start. If he said 15 games, it takes before these guys get into shape. So um, I kind of want to keep that in mind as, as you're looking at these Hawks games. Every loss isn't doom and gloom. Every loss isn't doom and gloom. So. Um, I will just say that, but I'm with you, Yogi. It is, it is kind of disappointing where, um, you kind of want everyone to kind of click at one time and it, you just haven't seen much of that. You've seen games where, where Trey and DeJounte has cooked and like then the front court suffers, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe the best is yet to come, huh? How about that? Maybe the best is yet to come. <sighs> Let's read one more. Trey Jenda on Twitter, uh, says DeAndre did impress me, but it feels like there are too many guys on this roster prone to off nights. Seems so rare to get good performances from more than three players in one game. Hey, he I mean he's the second dude to speak on that. And DJ Yogi just spoke on that. You know what I'm saying? Saying like why can't these dudes like all play good together? I don't I don't know. Maybe this is part of uh, the learning aspect of what they're doing, right? Maybe this is part of the learning, uh, the learning curve, right? Is, is them figuring out their spots, learning how to play together in this new system that they are learning for the first time, right? So um, let's think about that. Ray Ray Naps on Twitter sent me a gif <laughs> with the dude from the Water Boy that says, "We suck again." <laughs> Relax, man. It'll be all right, man. It's not even. We're not even twenty games in. G. We're not even twenty games in. Don't jump off the. Don't jump off the ship yet. Don't jump off the sheet yet. Um, ATL underscore Hawks for life. He says I need to get used to. He says um, he's talking about DeAndre. He says I need him to get used to playing the four. Mobility, quickness, and his handle are probably better suited against NBA's fours offensively, in my opinion. Here's the thing, and I, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, my brother, and, and thanks for checking in. Um, DeAndre at the four, and you, you said that he needs to get used to playing the four. You might be right. But him playing the four is a totally different position from what he's been playing his whole career. When he was at Virginia, he played the three. You know, ever since he's come into the league, he's played the three. The three and the four are two totally different eras. They're two. They're two different. Uh, they're two different skill sets. In some in in some instances. The four and the five are kind of interchangeable. Like you're playing big dudes. You know what I'm saying? DeAndre is like six eight. He might be six nine. And and I'm likely to think that he's closer to six seven than he is to six nine. And so you can't just say like he needs to get used to playing the four because he ain't never done that. Like he ain't that. Like he probably can play a little four. 
He probably can play a little four. But him playing the four night in and night out and heavy minutes and he playing these seven-footers, these dudes that outweigh him by 45, 50 pounds, that's going to take a, a pounding on him. And so you wonder why, like, there might be a game where he only scores seven points because he's playing these big dudes. Not to mention that most times he's got to stick the best player on the court because he's the Hawks' best perimeter defender. Is he a is he a is he a defensive stopper? No. Is he baby Kawhi like some of y'all used to call him back in the day? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But he's playing out of position at times because of Jalen. He's playing with a dislocated finger. He's playing heavy minutes. Give the dude a break, man. Get to do the break, man. And I get it. I mean, it, it can be frustrating at times, especially when he's dribbling. But I've liked what I've seen out of DeAndre for at least the last four games. I love how he is. Um, <clears throat> I love when he takes it, when, it, when he makes up his mind that he going to the hoop. He going to the hoop. It seems like he's not settling as much for those mid-rangers that just drive me crazy. So, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give the guy a little pass, man. I'm willing to give him a little pass. So, um, that's kind of my little diatribe on DeAndre Hunter. Um, thanks for checking in. Everyone that, that checked in with us on the fan feedback, I appreciate it. I know we went a little long tonight, but um, we're going to we're gonna do another pod tomorrow. We're going to do the fan. We're going to do uh, – I'm losing my train of thought. We're going to do uh, – Weekly wrap. Weekly wrap tomorrow. Wrapping up the week that was in Atlanta Hawks basketball. Um, I might do a little mailbag. And uh, and that's it, man. We're going to put a bow in this podcast. Like we always say, man, God is good all time and all time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love. And that's all he's showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.